Okay, so today we're going to begin session 103, Law of One, received June 10, 1983. And again, bear in mind that this is about three months after the last session, March 22nd. So session 102 was March 22, then we have April, May, June. Um, it's about three full months after session 102. But uh, only about a third of this session <clears throat> was commentary put into book, or, or is commentary from book five, or personal material that was put into book five. And we go back to the tarot here as uh, the other focus of the session, particularly card seven, Great Way of Mind. And this will close out the discussion of tarot. So let me just jump right in. First, we have commentary from Jim and Carla. First, Jim, then Carla, uh, put into book five uh, regarding their process uh, at this time in June 1983. So Jim begins and says, The information in session 103 concerns the continued spasming condition of Carla's abdominal region. Large amounts of pain accompanied the spasming and caused her to be less and less able to function in any manner of service at all. Thus she felt useless, and her natural joy became reduced and was the focus for this series of questions. Further, Carla had decided to stop buying clothes for a year because she felt that she had devoted too much time and attention to a transient part of her life and wished to break that habit, and this decision added to her loss of joy. And so she was in a lot of pain. Um, her natural, um, cheerful, happy disposition was much reduced. She also even ended up compounding that by um, the restraint or the kind of poverty-type poverty type, uh, austerity practice of not buying clothing for a year. And Ra does comment on that in a very important uh, passage here down the way, down the page. Uh, interestingly for me, myself, in uh, June 83, I had dropped out of college in um, 1980, the end of 81, or no, I guess it was a actually the end of 82. I believe I might have been in Thailand at this time in June 83, or I already came back. But interestingly, me too, I was in the depths of some very uh, real dark night of the soul in the depths, kind of right about the the eye of the hurricane of my own dark night of the soul from about 80 to 84, or um, the first two years of college, 80, 82, then when I dropped out, and then a couple of years after that, before things settled down and I went to Naropa in 85, um, this was about, <laughs> so they were going through a very hard time, uh, personally, emotionally, and I was also exactly at the same time going through my monastic phase of um, trying to go through, trying to heal very deep uh, wounding and karmic carry, karmic manifestation, karmic return. So there's a connection that is interesting for me about that. Carla then writes, by the June by June of 1983, Don and Luther, our lessor, meaning the one who had the lease and owner of the house in which we had lived for all of the raw sessions, were locked in a Mexican standoff. 
because Luther raised the asking price an arbitrary $5,000 in the middle of negotiations, and because Don was absolute in his refusal to buy the house without Luther's adhering to his original price, all bets were off. At this point, I was just trying to get Don's deposit out of escrow. Luther would not release it after we agreed not to buy the house. He felt it should be his regardless. Luther was not a great help. Eventually, I was to agree, long after Don's death, to give him over half the escrow amount. It really didn't seem to matter what was fair. There was more confusion because our lawyer for the purchase of the house did not do his paperwork. I did not want to go to court, feeling Don would not have done so. Nothing would resolve. Everything felt like we were moving in molasses. This was the sort of baffling energy that seemed to have overtaken us. Nothing seemed to work well, me included. Don was feeling poorly too, though in a vague and generalized way rather than anything acute. Jim alone was regaining health every day. I was concerned about Don without knowing why, really. At this stage of his mental illness, it was very subtle. He simply felt very low and was very prone to think and plan for the worst-case scenario. While he, all his life, was always rigorously careful and cautious in his dealings, a change of address was in order, and his normal response was not this slow. We had to move, but month by month, looking constantly here, both here and in Atlanta, we could find nothing that Don was pleased with. I would target this point as the time period within which I was becoming aware that something was really wrong. As was always our pattern, I responded to the feelings of concern by asking for help and communicating. Don responded to the same with an increase of reserve. He could be firm about only one thing, that nothing we were looking at was the right place. In this atmosphere, we were all uneasy, unsettled. I tend to get busy when I get worried. I was busy. All the records were in order. I went on my walks and did my time in the whirlpool and tried to remain hopeful. I felt constantly a bit irritated with Don because I could never figure out why he rejected every single house we found in the listings or saw from the street. He seemed to be dragging his feet for no reason. Don was never one to share in his motives for doing things. He just said no, much as Nancy Reagan suggested later, meaning uh, to say no to drugs. It wasn't a solution for either environment. This is the first place I can think back and say, here, I was feeling both of us losing ground, Don and myself. I was heavily dependent upon him. I had been raised a most independent person, and I had to learn to let go of everything except what Don needed from me. And Don had needed all my choices to be made around him. He wanted me to be home, wanted me to be at home and right there, a person he could count on to be loving and willing to do whatever he decided. He, ha he never really consulted me, and it sounds very chauvinistic, but he did not mean this personally. He simply consulted no one. He never had and his view on women was so bad that I could only look better. I quickly formed the opinion that when I stopped getting ref interference for an idea, that idea was the right one. It took me at least the first six years of our relationship to figure out that no matter what, I should never take a job that took me away from him, even as far as my desk. 
He even stopped me from working on our projects many times when he was at home. When I am off, you are off, he would say. So I had pretty much given over my decisions to him. It is to be noted that I was aware of the unhealthy tinge of this relationship. However, it was and remains my opinion that this was the absolute best Don could do in the way of having a relationship. And that was good enough for me. Where Don was concerned, I was ready to do whatever he needed, period. And at this point, with my health compromised and aiming for more sessions, I was not, quote, allowed to do much except follow my regimen and try to keep my weight above 80, 80 pounds. I was wholeheartedly into this model for living, for what mattered most to me from the first was to see Donald really happy, as only the contact with Ra made him. So our every effort was towards that goal, just to have one more session. However... What had always gone, what had always before gone hand in hand with my dependency was his willingness to steer our course. Indeed, his insistence upon that. I was glad to give this leadership over to him and to do what he said. He was far wiser than I was or ever could be. When he stopped giving orders and indeed seemed not to know what to do, I was quite lost. My mode was to find out what he wanted and do it. But with the question of moving, we entered an arena where I could not succeed. No house, no apartment was acceptable. I, did not, I do not find it at all odd that I had, quote, lost my joy. I was totally bewildered. My sense of reality had been compromised. The comments about clothing address a facet of my personality of which I am not proud, but do own. I absolutely love to wear a new dress or pair of socks or whatever else might catch my fancy. My childhood had been very low on pretty clothing, as our family finances were tight. My mother and I, when I was grown and her career as a psychologist had begun, had a standing date on Saturday for lunch and shopping, which we kept faithfully until her death in 1991. I would find wonderful things with her, as she was a champion shopper, looking through great masses of sales racks with the patience of an archaeologist, sifting for good labels and just the right bargain. To this day, when I can, I love to go bargain hunting and just thrilled to be able to wear something new. I kept my promise to myself and did not buy clothes for myself for a whole year. However, I cheated, in that I bought things for Mama and she bought things for me. I kept the letter of the promise anyway. So, um, here we see Carla's take and uh, you know her perception of what was going on with Dawn and it sounds like a real uh, problem she had kind of um, willingly um, given decision making responsibility to him and he was very capable in it uh, but now not and had been mm, very you know, wisely and um, authoritatively deciding things, and she was happy to go along with that. But here he was um, uh, becoming confused or disoriented or unable to make um, clear decisions. And it was a time where there was this kind of uh, standoff or stuck situation with this person, Luther, uh, whenever you see an, a U in the name Luther, you can see, I mean, according to Hilarion, uh, which I respect 
tremendously from Maurice Cook, not other channels. Uh, U is uh, put into the sound, put into the first name of a soul uh, to um, indicate that there'll be a lot of difficulty and challenge and hardship in the life. There's sort of uh, the life is associated with uh, negative karmic return. <laughs> Some names are just bad or forsage bad fortune karmically deserved. Uh, and so it's not surprising that this Luther um, was not a great help, which is a very soft way of saying he was a jerk. And this is a, just something to bear in mind. The, you know, she wrote here, um, it really didn't seem to matter what was fair. That's right. It really doesn't matter what's fair for those who are service to self. For those who are service to self, they don't care about fair. They care about win. I win, you lose. And the only way I can win is that you lose, or a truly satisfying win for them means the others lose. Don't be a dupe. And so some people don't want fair. They only want dominance. And that's, you know, <laughs> we see that with the political class, historically, the ruling class, so-called elite. Um, they don't want peace. <laughs> they want control. <laughs> and so if you want control, that's the goal. Or if you're involved in service to self and you're um, selfish-minded, you know, 3D <laughs> fool, then um, you don't want fair. And if you're dealing with such a person as a partner in relationship, as a business partner, as a colleague, as a friend, as a family member, uh, as someone you meet on the street, wherever, um, don't assume that you're seeking the fair, you know, win-win will work. They don't want win-win. They want win-lose. And, uh, uh, you know, it's very clear to me, if you think that's not the case and you want to be a sweetie to them, go right ahead. But you see what happened here. This guy, even after Don died, was struggling to get as much of the money as possible. So, uh, I wouldn't have said he's not fair. I would have chosen, you know, <laughs> malicious curse words for him. Um, and then moved out of that into acceptance. But um, I think it's okay to uh, be hateful when you feel hateful. Doesn't mean you speak you speak anything. But um, you know they had a problem with the publisher Schiffer, and I remember talking to Jim about it. And um, I like Jim; I respect Jim tremendously. Uh, and his view was, well, we don't know about wisdom; we really can only depend on love. Um, and I think there's a problem, obviously, when you're dealing with service-to-sell folks, such as we find down here in business, um, if we don't seek um, strongly, I mean, maybe they're seeking, I'm sure, you know, I'm not sorry to underestimate anybody, but uh, love is not enough when dealing with service-to-sell folks, or when dealing with people who don't want fair, um, love and kindliness is absolutely futile. And um, it's very important to realize that and call a spade a spade. That in your mind, in terms of um, clear recognition of who's who and where that person's coming from. They may not, you know, even if they're in pain and you see how screwed up they are, doesn't mean they want fair win-win. So let's be honest about things. So anyway, um, Carla wanted to help Don. 
but Don couldn't help himself. He couldn't get clear at this point. Um, he simply felt very low, prone to think and plan for the worst-case scenario. That's depression. Um, expecting, um, expecting failure or expecting defeat, expecting uh, deprivation, expecting um, loss, expecting crisis. Um, that's called pessimism. And better than optimism even is realism, being realistic, I think. Uh, so he was going through difficulty, and her way of um, following him, which had worked well for them both, didn't work now. Um, and so there was trouble there. Um, she couldn't really help him, and he couldn't help himself. She had become dependent on him, and he was really dependent on her. You know, if you control somebody, you're dependent on them. You're, we're dependent on the on that which we need to control, and this is where the negatives are completely, you know, um, blind. They think they're so strong because they control much. Actually, they're, the the much they they're needing to control is a sign of their weakness, the sign of dependency. They're depending on all that they're in. They're needing to continue and continue uh, controlling. The need to continue controlling. Controlling comes from the need for controlling. The need for controlling is a dependency, not freedom. <laughs> the free one depends on nothing. Needing nothing depends on nothing. Desires nothing, in fact, because they're finished desiring. But the negatives are very weak, and so they can kill you, but they can't get f beyond um, their incessant hunger, craving, pain. That's why Ashura is considered one of the states of woe, and one of the four lower realms in Buddhism, even though it may be a higher photonic. So anyway, she was depending on him, and he was depending on his excellent mind, but he couldn't depend on it, and therefore she couldn't depend on him, and it was very painful for them. And um, um, she was a perfectly devoted partner or soulmate, but he wasn't able to help himself or get clear and couldn't receive um, the help from her uh, of guidance that she perhaps could have could have provided but but wasn't able at that point because she was in a bad way so um, she wrote he was far wiser than I was or ever could be actually she could be as wise as he and he could be as loving or more than her anybody can become infinite that's our path so ever it depends if she means this one lifetime but anyway she had lost her joy and um, this is a very bitter time when when the, when a person who's generally cheerful and bright is long-term um, heavy and blue and sullen or sad um, and then there was the whole if issue of her buying clothing which came down later and um, I think I think we all have crutches. <laughs> Everybody has their own, and um, it's okay. You know, nobody nobody gets out of this life unscarred, unscathed. We all leave this life needing some degree of metaphysical healing, and that's associated with the the presence of crutches and dependencies that we all have, uh, attachments uh, to what's easy or comfortable or comfort food, but it's really comfort catalyst, comfort attachments. We all have many, or some, and um, they can decrease over time, but 
as one's more comfortable as is, uh, niramisa sukha, niramisa sukha, non-physical happiness, the physical the happiness of um, a, a quiet, um, harmonious mind. As that grows, desires and attachment decrease, dependencies and crutches decrease, but it, it really cannot be forced. It really uh, has to come naturally. And so forcing herself to not buy clothing for a year was not recommended by Ra. And you'll see that, I think, in this session. So let's jump in. 103.0, the greeting, I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. Don first asked about Carla. Could you first please give me the condition of the instrument? Ra says, the physical distortions of the instrument remain serious. Further, the vital energies of this mind-body-spirit complex are much diminished, although acceptable for the needs of this working. This is to be noted as the lowest or most distorted vital reading of this all-important energy. The mental and mental-emotional distortions are as last seen. We, will, we find the will of the instrument, having been unwisely used, to have encouraged the distortions of vital energy. It is well that the instrument ponder this ponder what Ra is called calling unwise usage of will. Unwise usage of will means um, a deliberate or prolonged um, direction of attention and consideration of mind to something that's ultimately not helpful to us. Unskillful. Uh, akusala. Akusala dhamma. What is unskillful in Buddhism? Unskillful meaning, not skillful, meaning not wise. Skill uh, in mind, um, in Buddhism, is understood as a deliberate focus on that which helps us and um, gradual uh, detachment from that, from patterns of mind, patterns of where we pay attention that are unhelpful. This is Buddhist wisdom. And uh, it takes a long time, of course, how? Uh, well, you know, Rama, I talk about it later here, but um, the result of this unskillful or unwise um, focus of attention or usage of will. The usage of will is um, it manifests in where you pay attention. Where do you pay attention? If What do you feed? Do you feed the angel? you feed the devil? you feed love wisdom or you feed we feed distortion sometimes we go back and forth sometimes we feed green blue sometimes we feed uh, orange you know uh, red orange yellow blockage uh, but the long-term result or uh, the result of intensification intensive uh, misuse of will which really means um, uh, strengthening what is not helpful um, is significant depletion of vital energy and that, you know, it's like uh, if you go dancing in the happy rave uh, night after night after night, uh, after a week, you may actually uh, crash physically and uh, go into a few weeks of, of illness or whatever. Um, so the direction of will, raw indicated as critical to the, you know, way to the magical personality, the, the disciplined personality... Um, naturally disciplined, disciplined by love wisdom, <laughs> not disciplined, you know, disciplined by the ways of green, blue, indigo is the true discipline, not the discipline of force. 
or control. So anyway, at this point, the vital energy was lowest or most distorted, and that's a real problem because she could do well or fine with very low physical um, energy complex levels, but her dis her vital were always good because the joie de vivre and her natural bright heart mind uh, was there, was present, was shining. But here it wasn't, and that's very critical because um, with a very weak body or low physical complex energy, when the vital finally depletes um, significantly, uh, it's easy to die, actually, or, or the body, uh, the, the incarnation is uh, not well anchored anymore. 103.2, Don asks, what is the situation with respect or and condition with respect to the physical problems with the digestive portions of the body that the instrument had previously? meaning what's going on with her digestive system, as we talked about last time. Ra said the yellow ray, and they didn't start it with I am Ra. They said the yellow ray, we must correct ourselves, I am Ra. Please expel breath across the instrument's chest area. Uh, so you see, they had to stop because the narrow band transmission anchor was... Um, was dislodged or unstable, the cord was not making contact, the contacts were loose, we can say. The metaphysical contact of the anchor from sixth density to the 3D mouth, uh, Carla's mouth and brain, body, all that, was loose, was um, not um, well aligned, so they stopped midway they expelled the group, Jim and Don expelled breath across her in her chest. This is straight up white magic. And Ra goes on at 103, saying, I am Ra. The channel is now satisfactory. We find the yellow ray chemical body of the instrument to be exhausted, but to be attempting the improvement by actions such as exercise and diet. We may state that the infection has not completely left the body complex although it is far less virulent. So that's three months ago, the last session, where there was heavy infection in systems, digestive system, organs, not completely left, but far less virulent. And that, that's often the case, you know, that there's um, symptomatic relief and decreased virulence, but the infection is still in there at a low level. Oh, very common, you know? <laughs> I mean, this is not... Uh, we, we have distortions, but the environment is also quite toxic, if you haven't noticed. And so, uh, she was on the mend physically um, by action, you know, by exercise and diet. Um, but the real challenge, I would imagine, was, was the consequences of the difficulty in the relationship with Dawn at this point. 103.4 goes back to personal material that was put to Book 5, Don asks, the instrument asks the question, why she lost her joy in the recent past? Would Ra comment, please? And this is a very poignant answer. Ra says, the instrument made a free will decision not to address the physical catalyst causing great pain <clears throat> by means of the allopathically prescribed chemical compound, which the instrument was sure would be efficacious due to its reliance upon the suggestions of Ra. <coughs> <coughs> that's a phlegmatic release thus the catalyst was given in a more complete form the outer service to others became nearly impossible 
causing the entity to experience once again the choice of the martyr, that is, to put value in a fatal action and die, or to put value on consciousness of the creation and of the one creator and thereby live. The instrument through will chose the latter path. However, the mind and mental emotional distortions did not give the support to this decision necessary to maintain a state of unity which this entity normally experiences and has experienced since its incarnation's beginnings. Since this catalyst has been accepted, the work begun to remove distortions blocking indigo ray might well be continued apace. So pretty <laughs> deep metaphysical diagnosis here, as usual. Uh, what was the problem? What 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 um, has temporarily um, diminished or dimmed her joie de vivre or natural joy in living or joy in being, akin to the happiness of a young child who's just happy as is, not depending on anything. They're just happy to be conscious, to be present. Uh, some, at best, it's common actually. Uh, the uh, instrument or Carla, by her free will um, <clears throat> rejected dealing with certain catalysts and then when that happens um, there is an exacerbation of catalyst or um, it, it proliferates into a different or greater problem not to address physical catalyst causing great pains by means of what medicine she took right? allopathically prescribed chemical compounds some pharmaceutical she was sure it would be efficacious due to relying on the suggestions of Ra, um, but somehow, you know, there, there's, is it Ra's suggestion? Ra's suggestion was not uh, followed. She relied upon the suggestions of Ra and also made a free will decision on her own not to address um, certain great pain certain strong pain, I guess, in her body, which I seems to be uh, the result of some pharmaceutical. Now, I'm not sure what this was. Was it the um, hormonal supplements she was taking or something else? Uh, but somehow there's um, avoidance of dealing with catalyst or not, he not, com you know, not, not taking care of her body's pain, I think. Therefore, the catalyst was given in a more complete form, right? right? Ra had said, catalyst not used by mind and spirit is then offered to body. That offering to body is the origin of physical illness symptoms. Where do you, where do you think physical illness comes from? Well, in the metaphysical view, it's uh, caused by mind-spirit. It's really caused by the rejection of the issue in at hand, the dynamic or distortion of mind that could be known by mind uh, with spiritual awareness to mind-spirit, offered to mind-spirit the consideration of certain distortion, right? Limit of the viewpoint, as Ra said. Or, akusala dhamma, or, you know, the harmful, uh, unskillful ways of thinking and beliefs that are wrong, like uh, I'm better than you, or everyone's better than me, or uh, I, I can't stand when somebody says that, or I've got to have this and I can't live without it or I can't do it, I'm too weak, or I can do everything, I'm so strong. All sorts of wrong view, all sorts of distorted um, belief, distorted core beliefs 
about self, about other, about uh, proper val, about you know what's what we value, distorted values. Um, the reality of those distortions are first available to be met in mind. Oh yes, I'm really this way. This is called psychological self-understanding. It's called know yourself, accept yourself. Um, if we seek to know ourselves, accept ourselves, know our psychological, you know, condition or our distorted core beliefs, distorted sense of self, distorted view of other, distorted values, distorted basis of behavior, um, then it doesn't necessarily come down as symptomology, except for the fact that we have karmic load from past lives, and no matter how clear-minded in love, lovingly clear-minded we are towards our own process, and well able to work with what comes up, you know, and make good decisions, because it's not just dealing with what comes up from you, from body, from mind, meeting that with love wisdom. It's also making good decisions. Making good decisions about what? About what I want, about where I'm going, about how to handle things. Uh, that's a big deal. And we could do all that quite well, yet still uh, past life karmic ripening leads to generally, commonly, um, you know, body illness symptomatology, symptomology and uh, illness, injury, accident, uh, physical limitation, physical debility, physical problems. And that's not just, you know, uh, that that's not just failure of dealing with it well now, but the fact that, uh, you know, uh, karma ripens, i.e. shit happens, shit happens equals karma ripens. So better to say, Whatever, karma ripens. It's what it does. Yeah, it does. Um, how, you know, is, is very subtle. And we can influence the ripening, for sure. But um, she didn't deal with a certain physical pain. It was given in more complete form. Uh, she couldn't do... And Ra, you see, this is... Ra made a little, little nudge here. Uh, the phrase, outer service... Mm, there's outer service to others. There's also inner service to others. Inner service to others, it doesn't rec is non-physical. Non-physical service to other is called radiatory love light. I wish all beings be well and happy, as well as white magic, real white magic. And so this is she. She couldn't do the outer service to other. She also, I think, has had a multi-incarnational difficulty with inner service to other. Frankly seems to me. Because, you know, you, you really can serve the whole world by um, a massive commitment to self-purification. Uh, massive self-purification, meaning I really want to get through all my distortions. <laughs> um, but I'd rather stay alone. And I uh, wish all beings well and uh, happy. Yes, indeed. But I want to stay alone. That's not a problem, necessarily. That's inner service to other, seems to me. Anyway, um, because she couldn't do outer service to other, she experienced once again the choice of the martyr, or a feeling of um, I got to I got to give it all, and um, give my life, and my my energy, to the uplift of all. And um, you know th this is like maximal green ray, without enough wisdom. What is it? She Ra defines martyrdom here pretty clearly. Interestingly putting value on fatal action and die, or overvaluing, or most highly valuing um, fatal action leading to death. 
it really means giving one's body, giving one's all, including one's body resources. It's not like I give you my body. It's uh, the energy, the physical and vital energy that sustains this body. I give it all in this offering to the welfare and well-being of other. And that is called a fatal action <laughs> because energy reserves of physical and vital necessary for maintenance of the physical are surrendered in that total self-offering which is called fatal action and die or non-martyrdom being value high, more highly valuing consciousness of the creation and of the one creator and living, living meaning continuing the physical existence so it's value in fatal action <laughs> versus value on consciousness meaning awareness meaning uh, acknowledging awareness of the creation. They should have a capital C here. Oh, consciousness of the creation, awareness of creation of the one creator and of the one creator, or um, more highly valuing the reality that all creation is the one creator. Most highly valuing the reality that totality, all creation, is the one creator, is infinite love, light, unity, um, perfection as is. That is um, the counterbalance to martyrdom. Um, and um, that is associated with um, uh, appreciating inner service to other, it seems to me. But um, Ross saying, however, um, the instrument through will chose the latter path, so at that point Ross saying she chose not to do go the way of the martyr, so it's very complicated, right? She has that tendency, but she chose against it. However, <laughs> because she had such uh, stronger, deeper mind attachments to the way of the martyr, Ra, I think, Ra's explaining that, mind and mental emotional distortions, which are not the same, didn't give support to this decision. So I can consciously choose something um, and throw my weight upon this way, while concurrently other aspects of my mind don't want it <laughs> don't, it's called ambivalence and I will go I, I will uh, in this case withdraw uh, to value um, unity and divine reality uh, and um, value inner service to other <clears throat> or metaphysical service to other rather than physical service to other. Physical meaning body and speech, but not more mind and spirit. I will do this. I know it's better. I don't want to die. I don't want to be a martyr. I want to continue. But there are other aspects of mind that are not quite on board. And so the mind's a complicated place. That's why they call it a mind complex. And so <clears throat> other patterns in mind um, had attachment to not to, to martyrdom. Therefore, it seems, they didn't give support to this decision necessary to maintain a state of unity, meaning she fell out of that. She couldn't be in unity um, in the non-martyr condition, configuration, uh, performing or being in the inner service to other, or valuing totality creation as is, I mean, this is actually a difference between Carla and me. I spent a lot of time <laughs> in Vairagya, 
Like, get away, get away, you humans, and get away, the worldly. Um, and if you, you know, to the extent that, that I could get out of, one can get out of second, third chakra blockages of hatred, <laughs> hating the human, or misanthropy, um, then one can um, be well in relative renunciation detachment, um, knowing all is well as is, um, neither martyr nor misanthropic. And that's the goal for those who find... I mean, in fact, we all have to learn this. And I think a lot of Sixth Density Wanderers, <clears throat> you know who you are, um, overvalue physical service to other and undervalue inner service to other. Overvalue or have too much emotional need or attachment to being needed by other. We love helping. It's lovely. It's most lovely to be valued by another who's really caring to listen and help themselves in what we're saying and appreciates us for that. It's great. But what ha what do you do when it ain't, ain't going to happen? Well, <laughs> one has to find, um, you know, joy in open heart clarity in solitude. Open heart clarity in solitude. Um, it's a very challenging lesson for six density souls, actually. So, um, meanwhile, the catalyst has been accepted, and the work to remove distortions blocking indigo ray. Uh uh. So now we're not talk we're talking about an indigo ray blockage, right? So Carla's excellently developed in green, in green, um, manifesting a little less so in blue. That was the reliance on dawn for the blue. Um, and here was in a condition, it seems, of uh, blockage to indigo, temporary, but, you know, we're still all developing. And it's the indigo ray, yes indeed, that allows us to put value on consciousness of the creation or value on the simple reality, perceiving or conscious and aware of the s simple, <laughs> simple reality, that the physical and the metaphysical are inseparable. Um unblocking the indigo, we uh, naturally value, or rightly value, rightly value, um, the reality that, um, the truth that reality is divine, or sacred, you know, sacred totality, sacred, the hallowedness of all creation, the hallowedness of everyday, everyday objects and people, you know, like Nityananda said, everybody is God, everyone is God. That's pretty great to understand, and they have full, and they're full of distortions, and some of them are really disgusting, folks, <laughs> like you see in the media, uh, what the media presents, and it, it itself pretty, pretty contemptible. Clearly, meanwhile, that's the one infinite creator, infinite creator too, all is God, and that is really known by indigo activation. Uh, green, blue can think it and feel it, sort of but it's really known by indigo. And you can't really know indigo, you, you can't activate indigo to really know everybody's God until green, blue are very crystal, are crystallized, <laughs> very well developed. And that can't happen when we're very stuck in the second, third chakra blockage. Social, inter interpersonal issues, and personal self-esteem based issues. So, 
Yes, indeed, I will continue, and I'm going to do the. We'll do this session in two hours, meaning two sessions, two classes for this session. I still have about 20 minutes to run here. That's good. 103.5. Could Ra recommend work appropriate for removing indigo beret blockage? Yes, indeed. Ra said we cannot recommend for the general situation, for in each case, meaning each person, the distortional vortex. Yeah, is unique. The distortional vortex is unique. In this particular nexus, the more appropriate working is in the mental and mental-emotional powers of analysis and observation. When the strongest and least distorted complex is set in support, then the less strong portions of the complex shall be strengthened. This entity has long worked with this catalyst. However, this is the first occasion wherein the drugs to dull the pain that sharpens the catalyst have been refused. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think what's happening here is that she has refused... Um, it's The way she's refusing to deal with her pain is refusing to take the drugs or allopathically prescribed chemical compound, meaning pharmaceutical, which she knew would be effective in getting rid of the physical pain. This is the first occasion wherein she's refused that pharmaceutical offering, or the drugs, the Western medical drugs, the legal drugs. They're legal drugs. So they're okay. So wherein she refused the pharmaceutical, pharmakeia, sorcery drugs, um, that would indeed have dulled the physical pain. So even though it's an evil system, pharmakeia, from the, uh, what, Aramaic or uh, Babylonian Persian sorcery, even though that system is uh, quite black, um, it may not harm the body-mind much, and it may help indeed sometimes, yes. So this is the first time wherein she's refused um, to take the drugs that do dull the pain, that sharpens the catalyst, and the result of that um, was greater physical pain. But because I would, it seems related to the conflict with Don or the, the difficulty in the relationship at the time, she wasn't able to keep the vital energy. The vital energy level decreased and she lost her joy. Um, in also association with indigo ray blockage. And so each of us has a unique distortional vortex. That's called a seven chakra vortex. Or the distortional vortex of six chakra in this case. But I would say that not only is each person's six chakra distortional vortex or condition unique, but the seven ray output is unique, obviously. And so there isn't a general way how to open six ray or how to continue activating. Because it's not open close, it's really more activate and um, make less blocked. It's, it's unique for each and um, it's not a one-shot deal, it's an ongoing work. For her, Ra was recommending mental and mental, the development, further development or activation of thinking, <laughs> analysis, self-observation. And so the strongest, uh, so, so you see how to activate, how to open six chakra really means how to further unblock and activate six chakra. And, uh, obviously, 
it rests on green-blue, love-wisdom. Obviously, that rests on the condition of the lower triad, green, uh, red, green, you know, red, orange, yellow. Then, uh, each person's lower triad blockage is unique. Therefore, also, their green-blue or fourth-fifth chakra development integration is unique. And it may be more of one or more of the other that's needed. And in her case, it seems that it was uh, more of the blue active, blue-ray activation, blue-ray focus was needed rather than green, which she has in superabundance, it seems. The more appropriate working in her case, based on her particular basis of green uh, indigo ray blockage. What was the basis of her? Her unique basis of six ray blockage was um, weak. What um, was excess love deficient wisdom blockage in blue ray, um, complemented by you know high development of green. So in her case, it's uh, upping, uh, amping up, uh, focusing on developing further Blu-ray. What is that? Well, mental and mental-emotional powers of analysis and observation. Deep knowing. Deep self-knowing. Deep self-inquiry. Aham vichara. Aham vichara. As uh, Ramana Maharshi would say. Aham vichara. And that really means, um, in this case, conceptually, um, observing her process and analyzing it conceptually with thinking. Very helpful. Very important. Um, with love-based wisdom, obviously. And the way of working is really from what's easy to what's difficult. Um, uh, It's fine to take the low-hanging fruit first, actually. It's fine to finish the easy uh, first and then go on to the difficult. I I, I, I think that's always pleasurable, preferable than going to the hardest first. You know, do whatever you want, and every case is different. Every every mix of problems to be addressed is different or unique. But in general, or in this case, Ra is saying, first take care of the strongest and least distorted, which is love, <laughs> for her. Then the less strong portions of the complex, what? The mind-body-spirit complex, it seems shall be strengthened or can be addressed and non-distorted or unblocked and strengthened. So strengthening, you know, every Chinese physician knows, first detox, then tonify. You don't tonify a toxic system. You detox a tonic, a toxic system, and then you tonify. Tonify means strengthen. So, <clears throat> um... Ra is explaining that, and Ra is saying that Catalyst law entity, Carlos, worked long with Catalyst. She knows what she's doing. Yes, indeed. Uh, but, you know, there's a real problem with uh, dependency on love over wisdom. It really is a problem. I mean, there are problems with wisdom over love, too. So, she rejected the drugs. The pain was stronger. The Catalyst was intensified, in a sense, because the pain was greater. Um, and Ra is saying the way to get beyond the six-ray blockage um, and the distortions of mind associated with that, which are associated with martyrdom, right? Why does a person fall, why is a person attached to martyrdom? 
Well, love over wisdom. Why love over wisdom? Because sixth ray is blocked in its um, correspondence to fifth ray. The resonance of green, of blue and indigo has a problem. The resonance of green and indigo doesn't have a problem, but there is a problem because the, there's a blockage in the middle called blue ray. It doesn't mean it's totally blocked. It means that there's a certain blockage, like what? 5.4? 5.6, hmm, maybe 5.6, how about that, and 6.5, or 6.4. So you can say that there's a blockage in Blu-ray because there is a blockage in Green Ray. Even though the activation of Green is greater than Blue for her, meaning she's love over wisdom, or she naturally tends to the martyr, the basis, you see, this is all so lovely, Seven chakra theory is oh much a lot much fun much much fun. There the the blockage in Blu-ray. Uh, although, um, is resting upon an over activation or a high high activation of Green Ray. There's trapping of energy in Green Ray. There's an attachment to Green Ray. The result of the attachment to Green Ray is that I mean that's called four point five. 4.5 is blocked and therefore 5 is deficient and therefore she's love of a wisdom or the martyr is love of a wisdom and therefore 6 ray is blocked and therefore one or the one that's attached to the martyr cannot with 6 ray see that God is here whether you act or speak or not God is here perfection is here complete and whole and perfect right what higher self knows Ross said so the sixth ray blockage rests on a fifth ray blockage associated with a fourth ray blockage, even though fourth ray is highly developed. And so uh, the way then to open six or unblock six, it's not open, uh, easy to fall into shallow language, sorry, uh, unblock six and therefore re further balance green and blue and move out of the martyrdom is to um, activate the weaker function. What's the less strong function? The less strong portion of the complex is blue, um, but also indigo. <laughs> so, four green supports indigo very well, but <laughs> when there's blue ray blockage, uh, there's a big problem in indigo too. So she's aware. Uh, I mean, that why does she give herself as a martyr? Because she's profoundly spiritually aware of one of unity, yet not aware of unity enough to be detached from the way of the martyr at that point, now she's got it uh, to be detached from the way of the martyr to realize that um, there can be maximal you know, buddhic service buddha, buddhic service um, in solitude or with non, uh, you know, outside speech and physical behavior service to other, inner service to other uh, sometimes called solitary unity um, in the Bailey material, don't don't throw away all the Bailey material. Some of it is evil, but most of it isn't, or at least what I've seen. So shallow people say, "Oh, he believes in Bailey. Oh, then he's a liar. Throw him away." One person on Bring Forth said that. Definitely a government agent. So because that's so silly, you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, she wasn't taking those drugs, but. Um, to get out of the way of the martyr, one really has to um, develop 
further wisdom in support of sixth ray awareness of uh, divine divine reality now um, clear and present sacred all this is very difficult you know <laughs> but um, attachment to green ray is the problem in this case uh, 1036 where are we okay so I'll try to end these two a couple more and then um, uh, we'll end before 10310 because the next class will go into the great way of mind card 7 1036 Don asks what's the present situation with respect to our fifth density surface self oriented companion Ross said, this entity has, for some period of your space-time, been at rest. So even though Carla's having all this trouble, it isn't from that negative entity doing things. However, it has been alerted to the workings taking place, and is soon to be your companion once again. So uh, sometimes we're going through a real terrible time, and it isn't that the negative is a monkey on your, on your back. He may be taking a rest, but he's on his way back, coming back soon. Um... But uh, negatives love trouble, so they piggyback on any kind of trouble. 1037, can Ra recommend anything that the instrument can do or that we can do to improve any of the energies of the instrument? He keeps asking the same question, but um, Ra said, this is previously covered material. We've outlined the path the instru instrument may take in thought. The path in thought. The path we may take in thought. And so much, much healing is right thought. Right thought. Um, the right way, the right use of thought, which is the right use of will uh, to think true. Not think around in circles. Think true. That's called love of truth. When you love truth, or the more we love truth, the more we, we know what thinking true is. Thinking true comes from seeing true. See true, you'll think true, you'll know what is, rather than um, thinking preference. Don't think preference. Think truth. Think what is, or seek to see what is. It just really means seek, seek, oh, you know, value highly seeing truth. That's called loving truth. <laughs> loving truth equals, you know, a high value uh, upon seeing true, seeing truth, seeing truly then we know truly, or we know. Then we can speak true, or we can be quiet, but we know. And so, this is a path in thought. And in fact, mind runs the, the spiritual path, if you hadn't noticed. So body works for mind, and spirit um, is the resource of mind. Just like seventh density is the resource for higher self. Likewise, spirit complex is the resource for mind and can in inform, ought to inform mind increasingly. Um, but, but mind is um, the magician, and um, um, the magical work of, of transforming being is the alchemical um, magnum opus of the magus himself. The magus does the magnum opus, uh, the great work done by the magician. And that's the conscious mind. Um, and that sort of gives us a very interesting view that the spiritual path is a path in mind and um, mind is mind heart so and mind is Buddha and there is no mind said the great teachers of China 
of Chan. Mind is Buddha, and there is no mind. Yes, indeed. And Ramana Maharshi said the same. 103.8, and um, it's almost the end here. Don said, I didn't mean to cover previously covered material. I was or meant to add S to S. Any of this to specifically focus on at this time would be the best would be the best possible thing, meaning what's the best possible thing that we or the instrument could do to improve these energies, the the salient activity. So he was really not well in this question here. Ross said, for responding, we ask your vigilance during pain flares as the channel is acceptable but is being distorted periodically by the severe physical distortions of the yellow ray chemical body of the instrument. She was in a lot of pain. So everybody was upset. Uh, because of that, I mean, it affects everybody, especially such a group, such a strongly integrated group. Ra goes on, those salient items for the support group are praise and thanksgiving and harmony. These the group has accomplished with such a degree of acceptability that we cavil not at the harmony of the group. It's cavil is a little bit like criticize or um, um, critique. Uh, so they're they're in great praise and harmony already, even though she's in so much pain, and the their their you know the the excellence of their spiritual perspective still isn't enough to take away this terrible pain in her body and the negative entity on his way back and all sorts of troubles they were having, and this is just what happens. It it does happen sometimes. Finally, Ross said, as to the instrument, the journey, and this is, uh, unfortunately, I'll read this, <clears throat> and um, 103.9, <clears throat> the next exchange, Don basically just asked, is there anything else that we, or the instrument, can do that, we w- that would specifically work on the vital energy to increase it of the instrument? Ross said, we've come up against the full stop of free will, because it's enough. We've told you everything. <clears throat> um ponder what has been said and put it into practice is the next step. There's nothing more needed to be said or could be said without infringing. So um, the guidance was sufficient, but the heart of the philosophical teaching in terms of uh, answering 103.8, what else can we do, what else can we do to improve energies, or work on vital energy, which is really, in this case, to unblock sixth ray uh, and move out of the martyrdom, martyrdom way. And and Ra seemed to, I would assume, just as an aside, that her decision not to take the pharmaceuticals at that time and go through the physical pain, which seems very noble, um, was associated with the way of the martyr or love of wisdom and sixth ray blockage and wasn't helpful at this point. And Ra addresses the philosophical basis of martyrdom or this chronic love over wisdom condition, which is associated with blue-ray blockage and yellow, you know, as always, all chakra blockages are involved, right? Deficient wisdom is obviously blue-ray blockage. Based on green-ray, yet the green-ray is so well-developed, yet there is a block there, too. The love of wisdom to love... Um, reality enough to realize that no physical action was needed in true service to all in in consciousness of creation as the one creator or 
uh, sacred, hallowed, you know, sacred, all um, creation as sacred. Um, feeling that, which is a, seeing that, is six ray. Um, being able to love that truth is fourth ray. And so there's blockage all over the place, as always, for all of us. When there's any condition, all chakras are associated with the blockage, it seems to me. That's a mature view. But Ra explains the philosophical aspect of it in this final paragraph of 103.8, which is where we'll end for today, because it's profound, and we'll start next week with this too. Ra said, as to the instrument, the journey from worth in action to worth in S is arduous. The entity has denied itself in order to be free from that which it calls addiction. And that was the New Year's resolution to give up buying clothes for herself for a year. The entity has denied itself in order to be free from that which it calls addiction. This sort of martyrdom, and here we speak of the small but symbolically great sacrifice of the clothing, causes the entity to frame a selfhood in poorness, which feeds on worthiness unless the poverty is seen to be true richness. In other words, good works for the wrong reasons cause confusion and distortion. We encourage the instrument to value itself and to see that its true requirements are valued by the self. We suggest contemplation of true richness of being. A profoundly important paragraph to heal the second chakra blockage basis of the martyrdom, which is associated with six-ray blockage as well, and a lack of wisdom, and unnecessary self-restraint, and unhelpful uh, self-denial, or denying desire, um, associated with strengthening this selfhood in poorness, causes... So this sort of martyrdom, right? There are different sorts of martyrdom. <laughs> there's martyrdom with great wisdom and there's martyrdom with fifth ray blockage there's martyrdom that comes out of um, significant green blue blockage imbalance there's green there's uh, another sort of martyrdom that knows yes it's good I throw myself in front of uh, the bullet to stop it going into my friend or my brother next to me behind me because I'm happy to go and I'd love him to live so take my I'll take the bullet for you, let it come into me, and I will die, and I'm happy to go. Or, um, I will return to the elder race, and uh, we will return to throw out the uh, priests of the temple of Syrinx. And uh, the meek shall inherit the earth, but you know, the meek are called the afflicted. That word in Hebrew, translated as meek, of course there's huge distortion in translations of the Bible, <clears throat> wonder why um, that word also means afflicted the people who are afflicted um, in this case really means um, heart wounded uh, are those that are heart opened and they will inherit the earth along with the elder race coming back <laughs> and the uh, priests of the temple of Syrinx will be cast down back to Gehenna Back to Nuraya. And, in this case, <laughs> coming back to uh, this final paragraph before the end of class, um, moving out of martyrdom is moving out of conditional self-value to unconditional self-value, which is 
worth in s. In s means in essence. Worth is value. Self-worth is the matter here. It's a matter of how do we value ourselves. Do we value ourselves based on quantity, quality of performance, which is action, physical action, physical activity and speech, body, mind, or can we value ourselves in S? Ross said, self is a being of infinite worth, 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 worth. Worth means value. Self-image is based on self-value. Self-value, core beliefs, uh, arise out of values, or there's a interplay between belief and value. Belief and values, of course, are beliefs, right? My scale of values is a core set of beliefs. One's core values mm, is, uh, you know, inseparable <laughs> from one's core beliefs, like I am good or I am bad or I am a being of infinite worth because I is. I is a being of infinite worth, not Scott. I is a being of infinite worth. I am that I am. I is that it is. <laughs> I is that it is. And um, wherever you go, here it is. <laughs> People say, wherever you go, there you are. You can say, where I prefer, wherever you go, here it is. Just be here. Are you here? <laughs> How fully are you? here. So, worth in action means conditional self-regard. Worth in S means unconditional self-value, which doesn't exclude awareness of, of blockages in every chakra and distortions uh, in the mind. Yeah, we have distortions in mind here and there, and blockages in all the seven rays, no doubt. And self is a being of infinite worth. But she tried to get out of addiction by denying herself from buying clothing for a year. Uh, Ra said, you know, this is an example of good works. Well, it's nice to, um, you know, be free of attachment and, and, and grasping. That's sort of good works. But the wrong reason here is because there's still, it, it, it comes out of a belief that self um, is valued by quality, quantity of activity. And here, oh, I'm not going to buy things. I'm good because I can do without. Um, that strengthens the distorted sense of self or self-valuation. causes confusion and distortion. <clears throat> and so the right thing for the wrong reason is a big problem, right? And the, this happens, this is also called spiritual materialism. So anyway, um, we'll end on that where uh, good action, you know, when a snake drinks water, it turns to poison. And so... Um, one can misuse teachings or good works or spiritual disciplines and practices and activities or use them in ways that harm oneself and other. And that's a real problem. And one needs uh, wisdom, wisdom, fifth ray, to discern the difference. Um, is this, what type of martyrdom is this? <laughs> is this distorted martyrdom? Or is this um, clear-minded, loving, wise, wis mar wise martyrdom? Wise martyrdom is okay. Even if it's love over wisdom, there's adequate wisdom to know that a particular, you know, it's okay to be, to give um, everything here and to go to zero in after the giving in this case. So that's called wise martyrdom. And then there's distorted martyrdom. So that's very subtle. 
Anyway, next time we're going to pick up at 103.9, although I may have something more to say about this beautiful, important paragraph of 103.8. Uh, thank you for letting me go on, and I hope it was useful. Please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.